Is that your fridge? <laughs> There's a goose in there. <laughs> oh, so hey, all you crazy cats and kittens. Tonight is dark and full of terrors. Carol fucking Baskin! Welcome to Popcorn Saga. Uh, joining me today as we go to season two of Game of Thrones, episode one, the North Remembers, is the Lord of Light himself. James, how's it going, my man? Yeah, not so bad. And of course, the Red Woman, Tiff Wasquanin. It's all good, man. The Lord of Light shows me the way. Yeah, man. Like I've had a, I've had a cool few days since our last episode. Like a, I was known as like an awesome leader of an army, and then just randomly joined the weird ass cult. I mean, <laughs> and now I'm here talking about Game of Thrones. Right, so before we get to weird-ass cults, uh, the opening scene of season two is Joffrey again going to new levels of cuntism and cementing his status as the cunt of Westeros. Sorry for keep using that word. I know some people don't like it. But if you threw a vagina on the floor, that's the sound it would make. Cunt. <clears throat> <laughs> and so, Joffrey yeah. is a massive cunt, so yeah. Yeah, so... Um, how do we feel about the opening scene and seeing Joffrey pouring wine down Don Toss's neck? I, oh, I found it hard to watch, to be honest, um, because he's just so good at it. He's just so evil and just doesn't give a shit. And I just felt really sorry for that guy with the wine. Um, but then this is a bit where, like, or well, I felt that Sun, um, Sun's are really sort of starting to show her smart. She starts to show her smart, I think, here. Yeah, I've got that in my notes. She's learning to play Joffrey a little bit. So when he's getting mm. on his big, high, evil, weirded out, crazy horse, he's forgetting himself a bit and showing he's a bit dumb. So yeah, Sansa is learning to play him by, she says, make this guy your fool instead of killing mm. him. So she basically saves his life, you know? Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and Tyrion is literally scared. Skipping merrily through yeah. King's Landing with Bronn and the Hill Tribes and some Lannister <laughs> men. Like, James, I don't know, you might be a bit younger for this, but you might remember the fucking job squad from WWF back in the day. Al Snow, the Blue Meanie, Gilberg, Bob Holly, and a guy called Scorpio. Remember oh, the... so like 3MB? Yeah, for the younger generation, yeah. But mm. the... Google the Blue Meanie and you'll see what I mean. It's like Tyrion. I think I've heard of the. I've seen the Blue Meanie before. I think Tyrion just comes in leading a bunch of absolute fucking losers like the B team, <laughs> but he's loving it and it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was. Oh, it was, it was good. excellent. And you could see Joffrey like instantly be like taken down a peg a little bit because he's like, well, "What are you doing here?" Like, I don't know. Even though he's key, it's like Tyrion sort of has this command over him, sort of, like, a little bit. I don't know. But well, yeah, he's still it's Uncle so Tyrion, good. isn't he? Uncle Tyrion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And um, <laughs> he immediately sees through Sansa's bollocks when he's just like, yeah, I'm loyal to the King Joffrey. He's like, of course you are. Yeah. So Tyrion's still smarter than everyone else. But, but then he's, and he's nicer than everyone else because he's the only person who said, I'm sorry for your loss. And, yep. you know, and Joffrey's like, he was a traitor. And he's like, he's still <laughs> her father. So, yeah. you know. That's hard. Big points for Tyrion. Right, so then... We move on to a council meeting where Pycelle, the weirdo, isn't doing squats this time. <laughs> he actually has a, a white raven from the Citadel, which we were trying to think of the name in episode one, I think, where Sam ends up. Uh, yeah, I do. Signaling that summer is over, whereas where we live, you just get black clouds and lots of rain. 
even in the summer. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was going to say that's all year round. But then it's dark when you get home from from school. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Picel has a white raven, which Cersei's disgusted by. And they're talking about that the streets are getting full with immigrants and refugees. And mm. basically says to keep the gates shut and keep all the peasants out. What a bitch. Yeah, yeah pretty man. much. Just so they divide your status as queen bitch. Yeah, yeah she right. gives no fucks about yeah. the people. Just She doesn't care. I mean, there yeah, was... I think she cares about is her kids' children. <laughs> yeah, which Tyrion says is your only redeeming quality as... And your cheekbones. Yeah, the cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> but forget those cheekbones. But How for, good was that part, though? Yeah, but before mm. that, Tyrion again skips in, literally fucking whistling a tune, absolutely Charlie Sheen in it, like winning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, talk to me about the scene with those two, Tiff. So um, I just loved it, and James actually made a very good point where he said, because like, so Tyrion walked in and she's like what are you doing here in the council and he says well the hand of the king is it's got to be at the council and james just said like you know she, he's the Tyrion is the only person who really gets under her skin because immediately she's just like get out to everyone like she's pissed yeah. that Tyrion immediately. is there yeah. because she hates him you know um and i just love the the interaction between those two yeah, um, even when even when he walks in and like kisses her cheek, like she oh, just yeah, does it, but she so like funny. her face, like she's like, oh, you she's know, cringing, like, you just see man. the disgust. Yeah, and, and then he calls. How's it feel to be like the disappointing child? And it's oh, it's, that's a, funny. it's it's the first time we've seen weakness from Cersei. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the first time she's looked silly, and it's Tyrion doing it. But yeah, yeah, and he's and he, and he it tells her off basically. He's like, Barbara's going to be furious. You've let yeah. the, you've let Arya disappear. You chop Ned's head off. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> it takes her down a peg. It's great. This is literally the happiest I think Tyrion must have ever been amongst his family. This is just <laughs> absolutely loving life. Yeah. Right. So then, um, Bran is the Lord of Winterfell. Uh, nothing else to say about that. <laughs> no, he's just listening to fucking oh, old men talk about fencing. He's not even doing it. It's oh. the other guy who's fucking making all the decisions as well. That's the worst thing. So, oh, okay. I'm gonna see you, bitch. I'm gonna argue with you, and then he's gonna decide what happens. But then he has a quite a cool dream where he's walking into summer. So oh, I fucking hated been... that though. I don't want to lie. Tell, like, oh, tell it's me just me such why. a lead up to fucking nowhere, isn't yeah. it? It's just oh, walking. Oh, it's got no benefit to the story whatsoever. You've actually wasted my time by putting it in here. Because it leads to nowhere. It, it, it was, that was kind of annoying. That, that, yeah, for me, anyway. Yeah, something that doesn't work, seeing it again. But, I don't know, it's, it's still... It's kind, it's kind of... You see this a lot, or talk about it later with Rob, that, and we've said it in the first season as well, like the Starks and their wolves is very cool early on, but like you mm. say, goes nowhere. Um, big red comet in the sky, which I always thought was cool, uh, signifies dragons. Um... But there's other theories, isn't there? Brand's talking to that wildling girl. I still forget her name. Oh God, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. so I do just, I. It's just but tonks. But yeah, the all the, the, the few bits happen with Brand. But the only thing I took away from it is the stuff about the comet. I like little things like that. Um, yeah. Speaking of the red comet and dragons, uh, Danny is in the red waste at rock bottom, but has three dragons she can't feed. And the only thing I, well, two things I took from this is uh. Th- Three things actually. One good thing, two like what the fuck. So season one mm. finishes on this powerful like dragon moment, and then 
which is cool but then it's now it's kind of like oh shit she's got to feed him she's got nothing so Danny's back to square one mm-hmm. a- another dead horse did the horse die? yeah yeah, yeah. The dead horse three dead horses yeah. you know poor fucking horses nay um, <laughs> and one good thing I did like which I'd never noticed before the amount of times I've seen this is Jorah actually explains why they have to keep going further east which is good because I always kind of wondered why the fuck does she go further away than to come back but he explains that with her dragons and lack of army she's basically she needs to get far away from danger to rebuild herself yeah. so I'm still not cool with going to have to sit through another like six seasons of Danny in the desert but at least it makes sense for the story we agree on that? yeah yeah, yeah I it agree makes on sense that, for the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jor- Chicken Jorma is like explaining <laughs> shit. He's good to have by Danny's side. I'm glad we've got Jorah. Yeah, and they have a nice moment where, you know, he says to her like, "You're you've got to be these people's strength," and she says, "Well, you're mine." So, so oh, that's nice. Yeah, very, very good, very important. And obviously, moment. you could you, you you could see like the bone arising, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. give me rye bread I'm done <laughs> the thoughts of her wet parted flesh filled his mind um, anyway up into north the in-betweeners are off to Craster's keep and what a dirty disgusting little fucker Craster is I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, oh. he's worse than what's his name the fucking one at the bridge oh yeah Ward um, of Frey Ward yeah, of Frey yeah he is I'd forgotten all about Craster. So yeah. had I, and I forgot that we met him so early on as well. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Like these people are introduced really early. Yeah, and then when I see him, obviously it will come back. And then another thing I forgot, which again is good storytelling, they allude immediately to where his sons. Now obviously mm-hmm. we know where that leads and what he's doing. So yeah, I like that. So again. I'm interested in the north, the Beyond the Wall of John stuff, which is cool. And there's a little mention of Mance Raider, the leader of the Wildlings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The king beyond the wall, so another king. And we see Gilly, or is it Gilly? I think uh, it's Gilly. Gilly. Yeah, yeah. With, with her, like, one tooth, but she's awesome. Yeah, yeah she's, she's cool. cool. But she's then it, it made me realise, obviously, the baby can't help it, but Sam's raising a child of incest. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> hey, this series is very okay with that. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. It so, is, it's fucked and then up. Uh, Lord Commander Geo Mormont tells John if he wants to lead, you must learn to follow. Which was cool. John needed to hear that. I feel like he's. Doesn't yeah, he's still to... acting like a bit of a bitch, and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm not southern. It's like, oh, shut up, mate. <laughs> you know? Just... Yeah. Swallow your fucking pride, John. Come on. Exactly. Fucking Get on with it. Pussy old. Right. You know nothing. Anyway. Right, on. so yeah, that was all like nice little, not nice, but little sprinklings of following on from season one. But then we get a nice new little place called Dragonstone, which is oh, yeah. the original home of the Targaryens back in the day in Westeros. I so, thought it was the same place. Yes, it's where Danny will end up landing. Um, right, so Melisandre and the Lord of Light doing some weird chanting shit but I, I was happy to see Melisandre man she's so cool I've got a Funko Pop sitting next to me and she's like the night is dark and full of terrors and she tells <laughs> Grand Maester Crescent that he smells of fear pit and old bones yeah yeah. and then this is what weirded me out I think I 
did I say this when we started the episode or before we started recording? I can't remember. But Stannis pulls out his flaming sword and then <laughs> she gets him to repeat the words the night is dark and full of terrors and he couldn't sound more fucking Coronation Street if you tried. He was like, the night is t- dark and full of chips and gravy. I mean, full of terrors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. But it's just... <laughs> They spoke a lot about Stannis in season one. It kind of built me up. I was like, oh, yeah, Stannis. I'm looking forward to it. And then immediately, I don't know how you guys feel. I was kind of like, I fucking hated Stannis all the way through. <laughs> I was so yeah. fucking bored of it. Oh, he's such a little bitch. I like, he's so different from Rob, isn't he? Like, uh, yeah. Just, but just his, I like the Red Woman and I like Davos. But Stannis' whole story, I just think, oh, my God. Like you're like yeah. Roy, you're like Roy Cropper. Like go work in the calf or something. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I'll give it up. Oh, anyway, even though it was cool to be somewhere else and introduce. And what are they? What are they doing? Like you know, they're, they're burning all these wooden statues. Like what is? It's a ceremony. It's, it's a, a ceremony, ceremony for him to pull it out of the the flaming sword thing, isn't it? It's to give right. him yeah. kind of power, I suppose. It's something we could get into. In a later episode, it's about okay. a lot of why people ended up being disappointed in season eight with the whole theory of the one with the flaming sword being John and all this stuff. Um, right. So this is the Red Woman thinking it's Stannis and him pulling the sword from the fire because he is the chosen one, basically. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Where it's all a bit. Everyone makes by the end of it, everyone sort of makes up their own theory, but we'll get into mm. that at a later stage. But basically. Stannis is the chosen one. She's sold him and he believes it. Mm. But I don't know, I just don't think a man like Stannis would. He's absolutely... But maybe it's because she's hot, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Right, so Stannis and his crew are sitting at the table of Aegon the Conqueror. That table, right, what they're sitting at, where in later mm. seasons Danny will plan a attack on Westeros before having to go up north. Aegon, when he came to Westeros and created the Seven Kingdoms, sat at that table and set his three his big dragons on the whole world and formed the seven kingdoms mm-hmm. but now Stannis is sitting there slagging off other kings getting someone else to write a letter to, and then basically grasses up Jamie and Cersei which I liked I'm glad they didn't drag that out even though I've seen yeah. it before yeah love that but then the best episode the best moment of this episode so far is when Melisandre absolutely ruins the maester oh yeah yeah he tries to kill her. So, yeah, James, talk us through that bit. So, well, there's initial reservations from the start. You can always see, that, like, you, you see Davos is a bit sort of not quite happy with what's happening. Uh, and then the May Star, I can't remember his name, even though he's probably just said. Crescent. Crescent. He takes exception to that because obviously there, there is the gods, the old gods and the new gods. Those are the recognised gods. They are the belief system in Game of Thrones as such. And this is kind of like the... It's, it's basically Scientology of Game of Thrones. It's the <laughs> ugly bastard stepchild is what it is. And he takes exception to it. So um, obviously he's not happy with it because he's, you know, it's the same with any Christian. If you insult their god, they're just going to... It's just... wait. It's not worth it. So... Uh, yeah, he takes exception and he tries to make a point and he keeps telling, you know, Davos and I'd hope he'd tell other people as well within the group, but mainly just Davos that he's unhappy with it and that, you know, we need to be doing something about this. We need to stop it before it, it gets even worse. And I kind of like really on this watch through as well, I was kind of like, why did Davos not just back this guy? 
he could have saved this three or four series worth of hurt. <laughs> but then also at the same time, yeah, it, he, he tries to poison her and he, he's very happy. He's going to take himself out at the same time. But uh, the Lord of Light burns all things on her by the sounds of it. She doesn't die. Yep, she drinks some medicine and he fucking dies a miserable death. Yeah, and, yeah. it's a good death though. Like, yeah, the fact but... that he gets to grab onto the table, <laughs> hold himself up and stuff, just... But he holds on like he's good. He holds on right <laughs> yeah. to the end. He's, he's standing there as long as he can, and then he just, that's it. Dropped, yeah, I think Mel- Melisandre just like, she won that scene, and she was like, yeah, fuck you, I win. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and, it, and it needs to be done because you, obviously, straight away, we know as an audience that, okay, well, there's something very different about her because she can drink yeah. poison and not die. Well, so, the, yeah. the way they build up Stannis in season one, he's a great warrior, and then you see him and he's just like in this weird fucking cult with a flaming sword. <laughs> but really, it's all about Melisandre, thank God. Um, yeah. Right, now we get a scene between Rob, Jamie, and Rob's wolf. I mean, mm. it's pre- mm-hmm. pretty awesome, wasn't it? It was a good scene. It was thick. It was so good. Um, the bit where he's just like, just Rob, just I, I, I just love him. Like he just keeps his cool. And and even though like I love Jamie in every scene, and I think Jamie steals every scene he's in, but this particular scene, Rob just wins completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's absolutely. He's getting big wins over a big character, basically. Jamie's like he's getting putting him over in a wrestling term. But I thought yeah, he has a, uh, yeah. Jamie's just quality in everything he does. I mean, we at the end of the last episode, at the end of season one. We all spoke about our MVPs and we all made good points. None of us said Jamie. Like Jamie was phenomenal in season one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but I do, I do think Jamie gets uh, better. Yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah I think yeah. the best is yet to come from him, and I think that's probably the reason why he wasn't even in with a shout for an MVP in any single one of our episodes. Is that we all know what's coming. Yeah, and yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be good. But even when he was like shitting himself, and like when when Rob's wolf come in, that felt like a fucking mm. Batman moment. Rob was just the absolute bollocks. Yeah, and then, he was. And, but and even when you can see Jamie's terrified of this wolf, he's trying so hard to keep his cool, man. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, yeah. That's that a really good scene. Um, and then the next scene, uh, again, so we've had three decent things in a row in like a very bitty, small episode, especially for like a season opener. It's very tip, tepid. Mm. Well, it's not at the end, but we'll get there. Um, Cersei versus Littlefinger. Littlefinger's oh. first like proper dressing down, like so we saw Cersei take a bit of an L to Tyrion, but now she's got that L back against Littlefinger. He tries giving it his speech, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to manipulate you now," and she's like, "Power is power," and she basically orders yeah. her guys kill him. I oh, know I've changed my mind. Just take two steps back, turn around, and yeah, I just thought it was awesome. It was awesome. It's just basically reminding Littlefinger that no, I am. I hold the power, and yes. He's right. Knowledge is power, but no, like she power. can do anything. She, power is power, and she can do anything she wants. She can get anything done, anything that she wants done, yeah. with and, like one word. So and, don't fuck with me, basically. And I think it's interesting. Like the first episode of season two, even though Cersei got a win back, like I said, her and Littlefinger were dominant all the way through season one, were absolutely faultless. Mm-hmm. And they've both been cut down a little bit in this episode, showing a bit of weakness. Yeah, I think it's definitely putting in other characters. I think the main point of this is to set, well, not only to set the scene, but to to set the series off to the right place. You've got to introduce these big players now. I think that's why Rob 
got that scene specifically. That's why Melisandre is getting big scenes. That's why Jorah is now getting some. There, there are other players in this rather than just the people who have been in season one. And uh, I think it's just to to build up the supporting cast and to get more invested in everybody else because I'm sure it's fuck more interested in Rob and Melisandre than anybody else about right now. Yeah, no, you're right because you think from season one we've lost Robert Baratheon, we lost uh, Viserys, we lost Ned, Ned, we lost yeah. Drogo, four like main event players. So yeah, no, you're yeah. right. And he, well, even Joffrey at the start, even though he got a bit schooled by Sansa and Tyrion, he was still like being a knob um, yeah exactly setting him up as the big bad and the big villain I think and, I, and another person who is being built up in this episode I think yeah and then right so then Rob has his demands to the Lannister cousin or whoever he is which he knows he's not going to accept but imagine they did we could just end all this right now <laughs> in it and then he trusts his mum to go where remind me um to the um Renly Ah yes, that's it to go with Renly Gibbon. Not I love gays. It's fine. I'll edit that out. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> right, and then we get back to the Red Keep, and Cersei slaps the shit out of Joffrey. Why does she slap yeah. him? Because he Cause... basically says he says I heard a nasty or oh, disgusting yes. rumor about Uncle Jamie, um, and she says oh they'll say anything, and then he he it says about oh how many how many women did Dad fuck as in Rob. <gasps> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and then she just fucking slaps him. But then I love this because then again you see the fear because he just looks at her and he's like, "Yeah, no fucking way!" Like, I, yeah, you, do that again. You'll never do that again. That you know? is punishable by punishable. death. Exactly, yeah. and you see her fear and you think, "Oh, it's like, well, for me anyway, I thought she was just portraying like, oh fuck, like I'm actually scared of my own son here, you know, yeah, and the again, power she's he created has." A monster, is she? Yeah, Cer- yeah, Cersei's had a mixed episode. She's still got power when he's not around, but she mm. slapped her son, but now she can't again because she knows he would actually have her killed. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck, yeah. yeah. So, like, um, and then just a little thing, uh, Roz is the boss of the broth, I've written. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she <laughs> moved up in the world, just quoting little things. Quickly. And then it, I, I didn't forget about this, but... I didn't feel comfortable watching this, man. They started killing babies oh, and drowning so little boys. Watch. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. I know, <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I forgot how graphic it was, definitely. Yeah, and even though you don't actually see the babies die, but it just, it just you don't, ah, oh, it was just so hard to watch. And, like, the, the acting was phenomenal. Like, the pain in the that horse face, like, she loses her son and... Oh, even the guy's face. doing well, I, don't, I don't know her name she's a whore so you know um, I know she's a, funny pro- too alright a, a prostitute uh, but, and, and, and even the guy doing it like when he, like, he takes the baby and he can't he can't do it and then that yeah. other cunt like grabs the baby and goes I'll give it here I'll do it it's yeah he's awful, the real cunt man. of the episode he's yeah. so it's awful yeah um, but yeah like obviously it makes sense to be in this episode because they're cleaning up the bastards from Robert and it's tying up that end for the Lannisters mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones is gory and it's brutal but I don't feel like it fit with the rest of the episode I know it was, I don't know like it's it like little sprinkles of things some good moments and then this weird fucking thing but it didn't leave me thinking oh my god what an episode it was just like 
Oh, mate, that's fucking wrong. <laughs> which I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's same. It's which I suppose point, it's yeah. the point. It's the shock you... factor, isn't it? Yeah. And then um, we get to see Gendry leave on the back of a wagon with Aya. Yay. Yeah. Because they're looking for him, aren't they? They're like, what's his name? Where did he go? And they're like torturing his old boss or whatever. Yeah. And then you see, and you're like, yay, Gendry. Go, run. Oh. Uh. So, um, yeah, that was season two episode one so let's just get on with let's bring back the porn goran <laughs> hold on hold on hold on um right well there's not well yeah the only bit of porn we briefly mentioned it uh, is Roz yeah being a boss my girl um teaching I don't know fresh recruit I'll call them um, and yeah, she does. She quotes Littlefinger word for word, exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. he said to her, which I thought was a nice touch. I thought that was really funny. Um, so that's it for the porn. Um, obviously, you see like them practicing. The, the gore, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, some sorry. boobies. Um, but yeah, but the gore, um, again, not a huge amount, really. Right at the beginning, when um, the hound is fighting whoever that dude is um, yeah. on Joffrey's name day, and obviously he goes over the, the balcony or whatever and he like lands on his face. And then when they drag the body away, um, face oh, down, yeah, then yeah. there's just like a trail yeah. of blood. I thought that was really cool. Like the sound yeah, effect yeah. and the, yeah, that was really cool. Um, and yeah, just obviously the end scene with like all the Killing violence babies. towards the, the bastards and all that. It was just, yeah, awful. So, yeah, it's uncomfortable um, to watch. It's very uncomfortable. So I'm going to give it like two hodors just because it, yeah. Even though enjoyable. killing babies is pretty gory, but fair enough. Yes, really it's gory, it. but it, but yeah, it, yeah, not nice, not no, nice at all. And enough. a question: Was it was Joffrey who ordered that? I'm assuming it was Joffrey who ordered that. No. Yes. Was, was, yeah. was it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they knew he says to Cersei that father had bastards. So. Yeah, I thought it only happened after he maybe maybe it was maybe it was Cersei. Yeah, Cersei yeah. then acted. But on, now, but Joffrey's scared of anything threat to his claim or Cersei is so I think it's Cersei but it could be we'll find out <laughs> mm. alright then um, give me some one eyed raven shit if you've got anything I'm going to go now um not really I mean we cover most of my points in the yeah the, the, the original point of this this whole Lord of Light situation. That would, that would have been essentially what I would have gone over. It's just that, yeah, it's interesting to see that kind of philosophical debate put onto a very, very much a fantasy TV show, and it's kind of stealing p bits of real life and the real religion issue. Going well, not there isn't really a religion issue. It's just religion, uh, but it's kind of nice to see the the juxtaposition of what it would be like in that kind of time as well i kind of really like that in elements but then as you say like sanis is so annoying oh like <laughs> fuck status i can't believe we've got to have him as a not only a main character but also somebody who he's vying for the throne i don't think anybody wants him to get that throne i don't think anybody even now when we don't know anything about him he and all of the shit that's going to happen 
He gets a lot of screen time, man. Yeah, he does. And I don't think he, as a character, is interesting enough for that. But it, it, it follows along with the books, I suppose. I don't, I haven't read the book, so I don't no, know. So. I haven't read the Clash of Kings. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was never interested in Stannis. This is the third time I've watched it. I'm still not. I'm not going to change my mind. But yeah. here we go. Um, is that it? You cool? Uh, yeah, the only other yeah. bit was the uh, other bit over the. Over the wall with um, what's his face? Who's the weird, creepy, horrible dude? Craster. Craster. Yeah, like as much as I appreciate from the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, yes, you have to work with people, and yes, you have to learn how to people follow. like that. You don't. People like that. You, you, I I kind of like understand his point to John, but I also then would would be this is probably where my argument would get me in trouble if I was John. But I'd be like, I'm sorry, you don't work in tandem with horrible people like that. I get that we're past the wall, but we we are of civilized culture. We are civilized men, men of honor today, yeah. and men of honor. Yeah. You don't you don't work with these people. You don't help these people. You don't give these people things. You lead and you lead by example. You go in there, you say, look, we want some information from you. Give us an information or we'll kill your wives because they're all products of incest anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Not that it doesn't really matter. Sorry, probably the wrong wording for that. But I think he could have and probably should have handled that differently. And I don't really think... I think it's only to help other story bots moving along. But... I think the leader of the Night's Watch, if he has been the leader of the Night's Watch for a number of years, would he really do that? Does that really travel with his character? Does it really work? I'm not 100% sure with that. So I do have a slight gripe there. But other no, than that, it's fine. I, I agree, because it's made out that it's like they need somewhere to sleep and it's bloody cold, but just mm. kill the dude. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to fucking He's one man. man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's another argument as well. You can exert force rather than working with them and just going and just going, you know, putting fear of God into him, or fear of the Lord anyway. Um, you could go and yeah, you could just go and kill him. Nobody's going to say shit. It's man's raider. They they want to fight you anyway. You know this. So <laughs> you know you this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So in honor of the. Lord of Light, let's move on to popcorn ratings, MVPs, and all that jazz. Or is it the Light of the Seven? I don't know. Popcorn. <laughs> right, because um, it's the first episode, I'm just going to go first. Just going to get it out of the way. Um, first while I think of my popcorn rating, I also need to think of my MVP. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5, so between met and okay. The reason it gets to 0.5 is because there are scenes in this. This is what Thrones does. There's always a powerful scene that's really good. You have to watch that. Rob and Jamie, Cersei mm. and Joffrey, even Joffrey at the start, Tyrion's little skip. But it's probably the first time could be wrong that I felt quite bored through parts of it I, I, maybe it was a standard yeah. thing like at first I was like oh cool the red woman oh this is fucking boring <laughs> 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 like I was hyped for season 2 I know it gets better but I don't know like I don't know maybe I'm like riding with season 1 maybe it was like a nostalgia wave like there were so many connections to season 8 which we only finished last year Mm. And I was quite enjoying it. We're kind of like now, maybe the realization is setting in. It's like, okay, 
the season one, season eight connection is as a filling of season two, three, four, five, and six and seven that we mm. need to we need to watch now. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it's just this episode. But there were really good scenes. I like to say Rob Stark. Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing where he goes. It's great to see Melisandre. Tyrion skipping. So I'm torn between Tyrion and Rob. I'm gonna have to go Rob because. That scene with the wolf is worth watching the episode just for that because it was fucking yeah. awesome. So four point mm-hmm. five and Rob Stark. I'll go next because I'm not going to rant this week. <laughs> okay. And I don't have any real bugbears about the episode. Um, hundred percent wholeheartedly agree with you there, Mike. Hundred percent. Yeah. There was times where it was it was it was tedious. It was boring. It was long. It was long winded. It was long in the tooth. It dragged on. It wasn't terrible by any means. It's never going to be a, a two or a one. I don't think. Like, I'd, I'd like to see the episode where we get a two or a one from me. I would actually really like to see that, just for funnies. But <laughs> it was there was good parts and there was things that drew you in. As you say, Tyrion with his fucking shit eating grin, the entire first part, loved it, brilliant, got me all involved. Loved Tyrion again, got really excited. Then you got the the Cersei and the uh, little finger. While it was good, whatever. Just play it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then same again, Rob and Jamie. Oh yeah, cool, cracking scene. Catelyn and Rob, boring. Play it out. Yeah. Didn't finish already. Um, and then uh, what other scene did I like? Oh, that I really like. Oh yeah, and I really liked as Tiff said. Well, I made a point there that Tyrion is the only person who can get underneath Cersei's skin, and I really liked that scene because of it as well. So there was really good moments, but they were sharply followed by Mare and just kind yeah. Of, Dull lot, moments. A lot of filler. Yeah, all filler, no killer whatsoever. Except for the mm. end with those of babies. But, yeah, it's it's not going to be a terrible rating for me. It's going to be a four again. It's going to be a meh, just because that was what I was thinking for most of the episode. I was like, meh, whatever, just yeah. go. Um, yeah, I don't think... As I said, I don't, it, it's not going to be any lower than that. I kind of, like, if anything, I'd give it a 3.75, so that I was forced to make it a four. But I don't think it's a 3.5 or a three. So, yeah, 4.5 for me. Uh, sorry, yeah. four for me. Uh, MVP, it's only really a fight between Tyrion and Rob. Uh, Tyrion mm. wasn't in it too much, and that was a really powerful scene. So, Rob, yeah, MVP. Rob Stark. Right, go on and Tiff, finish us off. Wait, uh, so my MVP is, um, and I actually got this before we start recording, um, Rob, for yeah. sure. Just, yeah, for, and for <laughs> the same sweep. reason, for that Clean scene. Sweep. He is just—he is Batman. Um, I think that's got to be the fun. That's got to be the thumbnail. Rob Stark as Batman. Can we start um, a position yeah. to him to be the next Batman after Robert Pattinson? <laughs> but yeah, so he's—he just commanded. As long as Stannis can be Roy Cropper, you know. So. Yeah. Um, and what rating am I going to give it? I'm going to go a little bit. I'm going to give it a five. It's okay. Um, it is. It you know the the all the things that you've mentioned, the, the Tyrion and Cersei. And um, the Rob and Jamie and all the, all those little moments within the episode were awesome, um, but yeah, the rest is just filler. So yeah, okay, five five yeah. popcorn. So it's a four point five in total, thirteen point five out of thirty, whatever. Um, maybe the lowest rated episode. Not a very disappointed season opener. I mean, if I was watching this in yeah. real time, I know maybe I'd have loved it because I was caught in the hype. But no, I was expecting more to be honest. And I think I it just—I think it just actually shows that season one is actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Right, okay. The f next episode is... The Nightlands. Uh, basically, uh, Tyrion chastens Cersei for alienating the king's subjects after the bloody purge. Aya shares a secret with Gendry. And Danny Scout returns with news of their position. And lots, lots more. So... I suppose that's it. Until next time on Popcorn Saga. I have been Chester's daughter. And yeah, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Chester's daughter. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we could all be his daughters, couldn't we? There's about a yeah. hundred of them. Oh, I'm definitely his son. I got sacrificed for sure. hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't know who I'll be. Um, oh, Maybe you got killed by the Lannisters because you're Rob's bastard. Yeah, yeah, and I was a bastard, so yeah, fit. And your dad's called Rob. Yeah, fit. And my dad's called Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bells for Tiff. Don't <laughs> oh. Hello, listener. Thank you for sticking with us and listening to this episode don't go just yet i've got a little call to action for you now i check the listeners i see who's listening i know you're listening um do me a big favor drop us an email popcorn saga at outlook.com and just say hi tell me where you're listening from tell me what you like about the podcast tell me what you don't like about the podcast or even just send us a message on facebook instagram or twitter just like to hear from our listeners that'd be absolutely fantastic even if you say hi even if you say your shit whatever you want to do even if you say i'll gut you you see you anyway thank you for listening see you next time Bye.